1: Game is over when the horn
0: sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance. By Hyman. Puck brought in by McDavid. Down the
1: right wing. Up backhand. In front. Scott. What a setup by McDavid! Oh, spinning and passing and assisting. Connor McDavid, brilliant night, six assists. And the Oilers pull away from the Red Wings in the third period for an 8-4 victory tonight at Rogers Place. So McDavid gets six assists for the first time in his career. One shy of a team record for assists in a game. Wayne Gretzky got to seven thrice. He had a six-assist game. Messier and Coffey each had a six-assist game. Dreisaitl had six-to-six six against Ottawa in the pandemic-shortened season. So McDavid, brilliant tonight as the Oilers overcome a very good Detroit team. The, the final score, I suppose, is indicative of the third period, yep. but I wouldn't say it's indicative of the whole game because this was a tense one for a while. It probably you often say, Rob, if you didn't care who... 1 this would be an incredible game to watch <laughs> if you're invested in either team through 40 minutes you would have had some moments of joy and some moments of frustration but then it was all joyful for oil country in the last 20
2: well i and i said with bob afterwards i, I think the brilliance of connor mcdavid may have masked an average to blank game by the oilers tonight i, I the oilers uh, the second period was their worst period I've seen them play in months. Uh, they, there's no way that they should have been tied after after two periods. They gave up so many odd man breaks, so many defensive miscues. And then the third period, like if you, if you start watching film of it, were all the lines good in the third period, or just the lines when Connor was on the ice? Um, uh, this is a game the Oilers gave up four goals. They gave up 38 shots. Their goaltender was outstanding. Yet they had uh, uh, an incredible night by the the world's best player that allowed them to come away with what turned out to be a laugher, but was anything but. So I, I think that the Oilers coaching staff will be happy about the two points, excited they're back on the winning side of things. But I'm not sure that... He's going to be, or they're going to be completely happy with the way that the others played outside of 97 and Stuart Skinner and net? because there were a lot of lapses defensively that this team hasn't had for a while.
1: Yeah, and again, especially the second period, and we talked about it in that intermission. Just now, A, Detroit's good. They got yep. good they got players. A, a, Patrick Kane, to me, turned the clock back about 10 years tonight. He was awesome to looked like he could score every time mm-hmm. he had the puck, other good players as well, but those guys are going to create chances if you defend well. I yes. mean, that's just the NHL these days, and you've mentioned how the two-goal leads, they disappear all the time, as they did tonight, yep. if the Oilers weren't giving up another one, but just some of the decisions by the Oilers' pinches, and, and it was everybody. I know Bouchard took a lot of heat earlier in the season. It was everybody. Kulak, Day e- or e- 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 Ekholm, an Ekholm, yes. odd decision that he almost never makes. Yes. And then As we saw, forwards not able to clear pucks, not tying up sticks, and Detroit was just all over them in in the second period. But
2: the problem for the the Detroit Red Wings, and we've talked about it all the time, if you have a period where you are the dominant team, you've got to certainly uh, make sure that you are rewarded for it. Now, they did get themselves back in the game, but they were still tied after two. They were the better team through 40 minutes. They should have been up going into the third period, and the problem with not being up going to the third period, one mistake, and you're losing. And that's what happened. Maurice Sider, who's a fantastic young defenseman, he had an off night tonight. And he made the mistake early in the third period. McDavid strips him of a puck that he has full control of, and all of a sudden the Detroit Red Wings are chasing again. Yeah. And uh, when you are chasing over and over again, now you got to open it up a bit. Well, that just feeds into what Connor McDavid's capable of doing. So uh, the Oilers... Happy with the two points, but it, there, we've been fortunate being in Edmonton, seeing Connor and Leon for a number of years. But even Connor and Leon, as great as they are, have nights that are a little more special than others. And I think this night that Connor McDavid put on, uh, six assists, uh, was all over the place. He, it was one of those ones where he decided, you know, what, start a third period. We ain't losing this game, right? And you, I don't care who's coming with me. I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure that we get the two points, and he certainly did.
1: Well, and just to wrap up the Detroit angle here for now, the, the Sherratt giveaway on the sixth. He passed it right to Drysaddle. Yeah, Drysaddle shot it, and Hyman shoots it in. So then it's six-three. I mean, then it's over. That's right? the, he, I mean, that was five-three. You're still like, okay, it's been a wild night, but at six-three, it's over. And that, and we—it's rare we actually talk about something before the game that comes true. But that's what we said before the game. Detroit can score. They're 21st in the league defensively. They'll be worse after well, tonight, and even though it was an off night for Edmonton, the, the Wings, by the end of the day, made more mistakes in their own end.
2: Well, Sherrod, he's a guy that's been traded at the deadline once or twice. He was brought into Detroit as a veteran presence to make smart plays. Uh, you're right. It's just a horrible decision on his part right there. He He carried the puck into problems and then compounded that by throwing it up to to Leon Drysaddle and all of a sudden you're in trouble. Then the goal that Kane scored, now I know that McDavid fantastic turnaround or spinorama move on, on Sider but if you watch the replay in front Kane goes to the net. The defenseman covering him backs up outside of the post. So it's like if he would have stayed on Kane it wouldn't have been much harder for Evander Kane to direct that into the net, but I think it's Wallman that it was the guy that did it. He just backed right out of there. It's like, okay, wait a second. It's McDavid, what he did was brilliance. What you just did defensively was terrible defending, and that's what you got with Detroit. You got some highly skilled players that have trouble defending, and the Edmonton Oilers as well, Connor McDavid, and actually I got to give credit to the Ryan Nugent Hopkins first goal. That was beautiful. He comes down two-on-two, two, goes outside-inside, uses the defenseman as a screen and throws it five between the defenseman's legs. That was a great goal, but Connor McDavid took advantage of some poor defensive play by the Detroit Red Wings.
1: Well, and you mentioned McDavid saying we're not going to lose this game. Then I think we had to give Holloway some credit, too. I mean, I know Detroit was you know, not great in their own end, but first minute of the third period after a really bad period by your team. Yep. Holloway races. I think he came off the bench. He did come off the bench. Came off the bench. The rebound is there. I mean, we just saw the Super Bowl. That was like a guy diving for the the pylon or for the first down stick and gets the rebound. And and I just felt when that went in, especially early in the third period, you could almost feel the Oilers relax and even though it was only a one goal lead it's like okay we're we're back in front we're not gonna have to play catch up. And here.
2: that's where Detroit who had been we, we've caught up. We, we we fell behind we caught up. We fell behind by two we caught up. And right there you're on the bench going okay seriously we gotta do this again. Right. Uh, Holloway actually tonight found himself up on the second line. They made some line changes. He played with Kane and Dry and uh, that might be a look that we see on this road trip as the oilers weren't happy with what things were were happening with their lines. They made a lot of changes in the third period for this game. Will uh, can, can we share the fourth star, Holloway
1: and well, Skinner? I think actually,
2: actually, I'm, I'm going somewhere different. When a guy scores his first goal in oh, two years. Well, he's the third star. Was he he's star? actually
1: one of the stars. Oh, I
2: didn't know he got a star. Okay. Well actually I'm giving Cece four star too. Right. Cause he a goal and assist. Yeah, it's been it's been two years since he scored a goal. So, so I'm giving Cody CC and Holloway and Skinner can be the, they can be number five.
1: All the fourth stars or whatever for Gendel <laughs> Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer, announced in the building CC the third star, Bouchard the second star, and McDavid, no doubt about it. Six assists is the first star tonight as the Oilers win eight four. Over the Detroit Red Wings. So the Oilers record now 31-17-1. Detroit 27-19-6. As we also turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That happens whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. You can head to the website, print up a coupon for a free appetizer. The Japanese Village now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. How difficult was the move McDavid made to control the puck, spin and put an accurate pass in front. Well, for Connor, not very hard. Fair um, enough.
2: There's, there's, there's. I mean, Denny Savard used to do that all the time. Um, uh, there's not a lot of guys can. You're doing it at full speed, and well, you see, usually the guy defending, he doesn't have to do the spin around. He just has to stop and keep going, and he still can't. Uh, it's, it's world class. Uh, Connor does it often. He makes it look simple. It's not. Most most players don't try that because, A, they'll lose an edge, they'll lose a puck, or sometimes they just turn into a hit. Um, but when you do see a player try that, and the difference between the greatest, and we talk about McDavid and, and Denny Savard, players like that, is when they make the move, they're not surprised that it works, and they're... Then they make the next play. So it's one thing to do a spinorama. And Oh, geez, I got by that guy. Now what do I do? They make that, and they already know what they're going to do afterwards. And McDavid, I mean, he put the puck right on Kane's stick. Kane didn't have to move his stick. So that's, there's guys in the league that if they stood 15 feet away and you told them to hit, hit his stick, just standing still, they would miss the stick. Connor McDavid at full speed, spinorama, backhand, no look, hits cane stick, absolutely perfect, and it's an easy goal for Evander.
1: All right, so 8-4 for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. So six assists for McDavid. Bouchard had a goal and two assists. Nurse, two assists. CC one and one. Dreisaitl, one and one. Nugent Hopkins, two goals. And an assist. Those were the guys with multiple points. Uh, the also the others also won sixty-one percent of the faceoffs, led by McDavid, who won sixty-four percent. And oh, McLeod won eight for ten. He was eighty percent. So, good night in the uh, face-off thought for the Oilers as well. Let's go down to the dressing room and go at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. It's Connor McDavid.
3: It's a success night for you. Just, just really seem to be feeling like from the get-go. Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, I thought we got a couple lucky ones. I think the first one's a lucky. Nuge makes a great play on one. Um, Nuge makes a good play on a couple, so... Um, yeah, playing with some good players, obviously, and I um, think it was a good night.
4: How would you describe kind of what mode you guys clicked into into that third period? Because it just – something
3: just fired there. Yeah, we didn't like our – we didn't like our second period. I thought first period we did a lot of good things. Um, second period was just not – not what we want to do. Uh, We gave up numerous chances, numerous odd man rushes. Ford's not doing a good job coming back. You know, d men pinching at at strange times. I thought Stu bailed us out big time in the second period and we were fortunate to be tied and um, I thought we did a good good job of just grabbing it. Um, Just turning our work rate up simplifying, a lot of the cliche stuff, but stuff that works.
1: Obviously, obviously a team effort there in the third period, but take
3: us through that play on the Spinner around with Evander Kane day. Uh, Yeah, uh, I was coming off and uh, he's, he's, he's been playing great, standing um, and uh, turning pucks over and he just kind of, he made a great play, a quick up and I had a lot of speed and just tried to make a play. Uh, I tried to cut inside and the D-man played it well and I was to back outside and threw it there and Kaner uh, was a great goal scorer he's always at the net
5: did you expect to dive through the crease from Hallery
3: no that was a little scary but I saw him coming last second Haller's a little bit like a, a bull in a china shop sometimes but you gotta go to the net hard and, and um you know, he got rewarded there. That was a huge goal for our group and, and got us going.
4: Good, Connor. It looked like um, you mentioned that second period. You didn't like it. It's been a while since your team's been that loose and yeah. and sloppy. Anything you can attest to? Is that just going to happen every now
3: and then? Or what do you what do you feel went wrong this Well, I think we've done a great job of, of playing solid defensive hockey for uh, a large stretch here. Um, I thought it got away on us big time tonight. Um, and like I said, Stu bailed us out. Um just so many odd-man rushes, chances, great A's, breakaways. Um, I thought our D-men did a great job playing two-on-ones as well. Mercy with a big slide. Or, um, a lot of yeah a lot of desperation but it shouldn't have to be you shouldn't have to get there can you talk about a guy cody
4: cc obviously not here to score goals but he said no one really bugged him it's been a long long time 127
3: games nice <laughs> to see a guy like that score um uh, i think the last time he scored was game seven uh yeah. against l.a that's uh was it okay well two oh, two game in uh, game two of like last october oh, okay well i remember his game seven goal the most so um, <laughs> that was a huge goal uh you know, it is easier here to uh, be a solid, um, solid D-man, and he's but he's done that. Um ever since he's been here. Um, him and Hersey make a great pair and pitch in with a goal every now and then. It's it's a great thing. Um, but like I said, that's not what he's here for, but we're, we're definitely happy for him. couple
4: of uh, tweaks into that third period, too, and it seems like a couple of them that, that kind of work. Do mm. you notice that from Chris a little here
3: and there? Yeah, he's got a great feel for the game. Um, you know, he's a calm calm presence on the bench. I think you guys can see that. and um, You know, but tonight he was a little bit... Uh, you know, obviously, wasn't loving where the game was going. Um, you know, none of us, so sometimes you need to tweak it a little bit, and I thought uh, his little tweaks worked, and, and uh, that's a sign of a good coach.
4: You guys had mentioned
3: when you first got
4: hired guys at the coach for forces, you're not afraid to, you know what, he'll show his his disappointment at times. hasn't mm. obviously had a lot of case like that, but mm. tonight seemed like if, if there was a mistake made, he
3: was not afraid to pull guys, switch him lines really quick. Yeah. Not good he,
4: to get players' attention like that, do you think?
3: Oh, well, of course you need that. You need, you need that... Uh, accountability every now and then especially from your head coach and, um, you guys might not see it all the time but he's, he's he does a great job of keeping guys accountable um, you know nobody liked with the second period and, and obviously he would um, say the same and um, you know he changed it when he felt like it maybe needed a change and um, you're gonna get that out of your head coach and um, but it was good
1: all right, that is Connor McDavid, six assists and an 8-4 win for the Oilers over the Red Wings. I mean, well, coming up to the third, I mean, you could have put some of the forwards, a D. Well, actually, in the second
2: of, period, it looked like they may have switched it, it positions. Looked like,
1: yeah, you had some, <laughs> but
2: but it's funny though. It's what everything that went wrong through the first 40 minutes. The penalty killing wasn't good. Uh, too many odd man breaks. Uh, not going hard to the I mean, all those things. But in the third period. They needed a kill. They got the kill. Yep. They started driving the net. Uh, their forecheck was better. They didn't give up the odd man breaks again. So uh, the Oilers, it's not a great recipe when, you, especially when to playoffs, to think you can win a game in 20 minutes. But when you've got Connor on your team, you're capable. And I think that was tonight. Skinner gave them a chance in the second period. Then Connor took over in the third.
1: Yeah. Well, this was. And we haven't said that about them in a long time because the, the winning streak was pretty solid defensive hockey. Not yep. perfect, but pretty good most of the time. This was a turned into a bit of an outscore your mistakes game. Yep,
2: 100%. Which, uh, you
1: know, which they did. And,
2: and they needed to score a lot of goals to outscore they, the mistakes. They needed to, I mean, you have
1: to get to at least, at least five tonight because, we, I mean, it's certainly, I, I didn't think it was going to end... Th- Four three, after <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the second period, the way it was w- was going, but yeah, the Oilers stuck with it. Uh, like you said, Rob Skinner did what he had to. The the top player took over, and then some of Detroit's weaknesses bit yep. them in the third period.
2: Well, they're they're just uh, not a great defending team. Uh, they, I mean, we we talked about the Vander Kane goal where the defender just in front of the net just left the front of the net, vacated the front of the net on a two on two. Uh, they turn the puck over. Their defensive defenseman, uh, he, he throws the puck up to Dreisaitl. Dry and all of a sudden, you're like, hey, that's the, we got that guy here to be our safety. And he's the one that throws the puck away. A uh, Sider, who, is, again, he's their number one defenseman, gets his pocket picked in the first shift of the third period. And all of a sudden, they're trailing in a game. So, yeah, Detroit can score. But what we've seen over the years here in Edmonton, doesn't matter how many goals you can score. If you can't defend, you can't win and be a championship team. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings uh, got a lesson in that tonight. Is they they Four goals on the road should be good enough to get you at least a point. They were still four goals away from that.
1: Oilers take it 8-4. You're going to hear from Dylan Holloway and Cody Ceci. You can check in as well on the Certainty hotline. 780-496-0063. CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling system. CertainTeed Pro all the way. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Live, Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance.
6: on down the left wing with Kane front. Shoot, save, made by Skinner. Just
1: got enough. Stuart Skinner is saving the game for Crystal Glass. called 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. If you miss the game, you might wonder, well, why are they praising Skinner? He gave up four goals. Well, he stopped 34 out of 38. Faced a lot of great opportunities, especially in the second period. That, when Dabrinkat walked in front, I thought that was, a, to me, a good indication that Skinner was locked in tonight because he just so calm. I mean, DeBernick had the puck in the crease when he yeah. shot it, and Skinner just stayed with him, put the pad out, made the save. There was that glove save he made in the third. Like It, it looked like it was going over his left shoulder because he kind of turned his glove to how a catcher in baseball would hold it. And that was the one that flicked off his glove. Was that the one there. by Kane? Yeah, that's but I think Kane, that yeah. was a tough save. Cause that's, oh, that's Kane knows kind of where he's putting spot it. Right yes. by his left ear, and he kind of turned Well, it's, it's funny.
2: We, we used to talk about shoot at the goalie's ears because it's really awkward for him to get his hand or blocker in that spot right? just real close and to And your it.
1: instinct is to get your head out of the way yes. if something's coming
2: at so, it. So, And that's what Kane was doing. Uh, Skinner was good, very good, and had to be. Uh, because this Oilers this team, you don't see the magic of Connor McDavid without the brilliance of Skinner in that second period.
1: So the Oilers win 8-4. McDavid, by the way, had six assists. Uh, the Wings did score twice on the power play. They went two for three for Conlon Motorsports to help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. The Oilers score eight without a power play at all in this game. The Oilers' PK certainly... Well, in a lull, I mean, they're not—they're hardly killing anything in the last three games. Uh, though it did cost them tonight. Is that—is that just the ebb and flow of the season, Rob? Is there something going on on the PK now?
2: Um, uh, probably both. I think it's a combination of the others got some big saves uh, at times. There's probably some goals that looked like they were going to go in, and the others got the breaks and the bounces. And to me, everything usually evens out. Uh, and also. When when a team's having success penalty killing, you're watching the video. Okay, here's what, here's why they're successful. Okay, let's try something a little different. Um, sometimes it's just bad breaks. Uh, that the one that Sider keeps into the blue line. If Ryan points pushes it past him, all of a sudden it's a shorthanded goal. Instead, Ryan's out of position, and they're able to come down and score the goal by DeBrinket. So, uh, it, it's something they're going to want to. Talk about and they're going to want to fix because it had been a strength for them during the winning streak, and over the last three, four games, it has become a weakness.
1: Okay, Oilers win 8 4. Here's head coach Chris Knobloch.
7: First two periods, uh, a lot of credit to Detroit there. Uh, a good team. They've been playing really well. They're fast. Uh, their transitions really good. But we weren't. Um, we're just standing watching. I think we had ill-advised pinching and forwards weren't reloading. And the amount of odd man rushes we gave up were probably all the month of January all combined, all in one period. So we got a little bit better th- at that. And you know, obviously uh, the goal scoring was there tonight, but the defensive details needed to be better.
1: Yeah. And Connor McDavid putting up six assists in a game here. I- a lot has been said about Connor throughout his career, but what are your thoughts on his performance tonight?
7: Well, I think his stat sheet says it all. Um, six, six assists, six um, plus six, uh, no power play time, and he was he was skating. You know, he was one of the few guys that was skating for a full 60 minutes, and the plays that he made tonight were. Um, pretty phenomenal and you know if he's not on top for a game we're probably not winning that one your uh let me david described
4: that second period and he almost had this look of disgust on his face when your team can adjust like that and and you know feel frustrated at themselves and make that big an
7: adjustment how good a sign is that It's nice that we've seen that our team's a very composed, mature team, and when things aren't going well, we've been able to get back to the way we're playing. We don't get um, completely fall apart, and... You know, I wish, as coach, sometimes you wish we didn't have so much composure, and we were able to have a little more intensity and not have to rely on, okay, it's not going well. Let's now turn it up. But um, I like how we handle ourselves when things aren't going well, and you know, looks like we've got the game under control a couple times during the game, and the Red Wings come back and have a good push, and you know, I think we, a lot of times we're like. Let it all fall apart. We never, you know, we never gave up the lead a couple times, but we never um, were trailing. So we just, we need a better effort all the time.
4: What did you see out of Dylan Holloway that made you think maybe a little bit of a different opportunity
7: might unlock something tonight specifically? We just wanted to change up the way the lines were going, and I think a little bit of giving up the odd man rushes, having a little more speed on the, um, um, dry side of line, fresh young legs, he should be able to do that, and, um, you know, and maybe a little more steady presence with Perry being with uh, McLeod's line, so I think that's what we're kind of thinking, and we just needed to do something, because, uh, you know, after the second period, it was, we needed to change the scenario. Just to, to touch on that, Chris, you haven't been one to kind of switch your lines very much. Was
5: that a way to get your players' attention tonight? You know, doing that late in the second period into the third after a,
7: kind of a slot? I think it was more tactical rather than getting their attention. We just it wasn't working. We need to change something. What do you think? Like coming out of the break you know, over these last four games
5: of your your penalty kill, what, uh, what have you seen there? What what have you liked? What haven't you liked?
7: I know the first, um, yeah. It's there's been some good things. I think some details that we've been uh, missing. I think you know. I think the break, a lot of things, part of our game. It was good for us. And um, the five on five, I think we needed the rest. I think going into the break, we we're kind of limping in, and I think we came back, played very well for the most part on that road trip. But uh, one thing I think that we took a step back was the penalty kill and some of the details but it's such a short period of time on you know if amount of goals go in and whether the save has been made or whatever so you know if it's a longer stretch of time and we're still putting goals in then we we need to address that uh, you had a lot of games this year that were kind of so throw so so through 40
4: minutes, and in the third period, you guys sort of really impose your will uh, on on the other team. And the, the the goals for and against sort of what happens with this group at that time is it just come from within, or what is it with with these guys that they're able to do that?
7: Well, if there's a a period that you want to be strong, it's the third period. It's you know we're saving our best, but so it, it's tougher to come from behind and if you're giving up that first goal and we've been able to do it many times but as the season goes on things are going to get closer uh, checking it's going to be harder to score goals we're going to not be as fortunate, you know, tonight we obviously had the first goal, but you know, something we need to get better at is our first period starts. Uh, poor Cody Ceci gets a goal and an assist, and it's overshadowed by uh, Connor McDavid's 6.9, but you got to feel good for a for a blue-collar guy like that who kind of finally gets paid off. Yeah, I know Cody's been doing a lot of good things, and nice to see him get rewarded on the uh, stat sheet, and you know, that's not his thing, it's you know, he takes a lot of pride in his defensive play and the penalty kill and, you know, making a good first pass, getting another in zone, into our forward's hands. But, you know, it also feels good to get on the score sheet once in a while. And, you know, we're very happy for him. And you know, the, the bench obviously is too. Chris, you mentioned uh, earlier this
4: week how you felt you just wanted a little bit more, better polish, better finish around the net. Eight goals. You had quite a few guys who hadn't scored five on five in a while who who scored tonight. Did you see any? What did you see better in your finish tonight from your team five on
8: five?
7: Also, often goal scoring is is about luck. There's absolutely that has a lot to do with it. You know, if you go dry, it's, um, it's good goaltending, goal, goal posts, missing the nets, whatever it is. But tonight also, a lot of credit to our players where I thought they did a heck of a job going to the net. You look at all the the goals that we scored in the first one with Leon. You know, it was a good shot, but it's probably not going in unless we got guys right in front of the net. And I believe it was Perry on that one. And, you know, Holloway's crashing the net, getting a rebound. Um, just went off him. Like, there's so many goals that... um, were just us crashing there and you know you as a coaching staff and the players you can drop so many players but ultimately it's really simple just throw pucks and bodies to the net and I thought we did a good job on not relinquishing the puck you know sometimes you can throw it away too often but tonight I thought our shot selection was good and guys were hungry on the net. One more here from Cam Tate
4: reading off his phone this win were a Valentine's Day gift,
7: what would it be? <laughs> every, every victory is sweet. So I'll take that.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Cam. That was a good one. Good stuff. Always can count on Cam Tate for a great line or two for sure. That's Chris Knobloch after the Oilers beat Detroit 7-4. Fewest games to 600 assists in the history of the NHL. Connor's fourth fastest, uh, Gretzky the fastest at 4.16, Mario 5.14, Bobby Orr 6.08, McDavid in game 6.16. Oh, Peter Stastny, 6.28.
2: He's always there, isn't he? He's always there. We don't talk about we'll him enough. We should try interview
1: Peter Stastny. We'll we get, should. do like a two-hour special on him or something. Oh. <laughs> Just so you'd be fanboying over him. <laughs> No, Peter, tell us again. How good were you?
2: Because we don't realize until something Connor does showcases You're your name. you with yes. all these hey! other guys. Hey, there's that Stasny kid again, so.
1: All right. Uh, Clint wins. Set the line for River Creek Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. He gets a $50 River Creek Resort and Casino gift card. The guest line setter was Bob Stauffer. Set the line at five and a half total goals in this game. It was over. <laughs>
2: five and a half. That was a little low. A little low on the Well, that he thought one.
1: it was going to be a low scoring game. I commend him for going for it.
2: Yeah, he probably picked the 49ers to win, too. Did he? He didn't. He
3: picked Casey. Oh, did he pick them? Okay.
1: All right. 7804960063. You'll also hear from Holloway and CeCe. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
0: is brought to you by the butcher shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford overtime open line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chance. Cider being pestered by McDavid who steals oh to shot the save rebounds.
1: Lead the Oilers would not relinquish the diving goal by Dylan Holloway on a rebound in the first minute of the third period. His third of the season, helping the Oilers fill the net, courtesy James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Hundred bucks to six thirty cents, anonymous every time the Oilers score. So eight hundred dollars tonight. Here's Holloway.
4: It started well, pretty sloppy second,
5: and then it seemed that you guys were around it yourself. Came out guns blazing in the third. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, started all right, and the second we kind of uh, were playing a bit sloppy, a lot of flybys and everything. We decided to tighten up there in the third, and uh, great performance by David got us going. So, um, yeah, it was a great way to finish the game. I think that uh, showed our team character, and uh, it was good us to get it going on the third there. Yeah, you've been around a while, but I've been here a lot. It's kind of a unique performance. Six apples for a guy. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, you can only dream of a game like that. It's pretty incredible. It's fun to, fun to watch. Um, he deserves it, too. He brings it every day in practice, brings it every game. So he had a great game tonight.
4: When you see that punch in, I mean, your eyes must light up. But then at the same time,
5: they're was wiped out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I just kind of had to sell out for that one. Um, I couldn't risk it, couldn't risk it, getting knocked away. So, uh, But, yeah, you're, you're right. My eyes kind of lit up there, and I just, just wanted it going. You played
4: you- left wing, then you played center for a few shifts, and you played right wing kind of all over the board tonight. Uh, you, you like that, too?
5: yeah uh, yeah it's not bad Uh definitely gets your mind into it playing all three different positions but uh, yeah it felt good um, I, was, I was happy with uh, with the ice time and I'll take whatever opportunity I did you so go on a lot of slipping slides as a kid or what uh- <laughs> yeah it was pretty good form hey? <laughs> going right head first on the boards but no I was uh, yeah I was lucky to get that one going did you notice anything
4: different about McDavid in a six point night as opposed to a regular night is he saying different things is he um,
5: no I'd say he's pretty dialed as per usual um I know from the moment the puck drops, the moment the final buzzer rings, he's, he's pretty dialed in. And, uh, but it comes from a lot of his preparation. Like he's, he's like that every day, every day at practice, every workout he's dialed in. So uh, I think it was only a matter of time before he popped off like that.
1: That is Dylan Holloway talking about his goal and the yes, six-assist performance by Connor McDavid. First time he has done that in his career. Rob, you did have a five-assist, six-point game on January 12th, 1989, against the Minnesota North Stars.
2: Yeah, I think I set Mary on a break when he missed, too. It would have been six assists. He always was costing me points, that Lemieux guy.
1: 9-2 win over the...
2: It was close. It was close to late, Reed. I think we, we, we took, pulled away late in
1: that game. He did have four, you guys did score four times in oh, the third period. Oh, I have Randy no idea. Randy Cunnyworth had a goal. Oh, my buddy Cunny, former Montreal Canadian coach. Uh, who's the... Oh, Scott Bukestad. Yeah, that's uh, Nick's uncle. Uh, Coffee scored he, oh, Bukestad had two Cullen scored Hannon, Mario Actually it was 2 nothing Minnesota in that game oh. the guys, You guys got nine in a row Dan Quinn uh, And Dave Archibald Got the two Minnesota goals
2: Oh really Archie? I used to play against him in junior He was in Portland, very good hockey player they you, need more Archie that so night. So it was
1: January, what did I say the date? It was January 12th. Mario got his 47th goal of the season. On January 12th? Yeah. That's, pre-
2: that's a pretty good season. I think, it was, well, what did he end up with that year in the 60s, Which I would imagine? Which uh, one lots, he lots.
1: He had, he had lots. <laughs> uh, we had <got> Sir Robert <laughs> on the line. Go ahead, Sir Robert. Uh, hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Well, I want to touch on a couple of
6: things tonight. Obviously, uh, first off, the... Uh, I liked the start. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't great, but it was okay. I mean, the second period was, let's just say, awful. I think that's being nice about it, and they were lucky to escape it tied. And then, in the third, obviously, McDavid, like you guys were saying, just said, you know what, we're there's no way we're losing this game. And uh, but uh, I want to touch a little bit on uh, uh, Holloway. Um, you know, I mean, like he isn't. Uh, I mean, like he hasn't come in and he hasn't uh, I guess you know, he hasn't come in and like, you know, uh uh he hasn't come in and uh uh you know like blowing the doors off or anything like points wise, but but like uh, he's just like he he always gives that I, I would call it the like uh consistent effort, if you will, where he's uh, you know, like where he's always fighting for the puck and he's always trying to Trying to make the right play, I feel like the feel like the mistakes aren't aren't there. Maybe maybe like they were earlier with him. So obviously, it's nice to see him dive head first and score that goal. And all, almost uh, well, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, well, he did take out McDavid, but I mean, nonetheless, nice play.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's had some good moments. I think obviously still. Uh... A, a younger player, but they need him to contribute. Well, I,
2: I think he'll get a look on Leon's wing uh, on Thursday night. I think that they'll leave Leon, Kane, and Holloway as a line and see if the young kid is capable of taking that next step.
1: We got Dallas on the line as well on seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Dallas, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Yeah, hey guys, thanks for taking my call. I just want to know what your thoughts are. Um, you know, Vinny Dayarney, like, you know, solid enough defenseman. But at six foot seven, you know, I just don't see that guy shooting the puck that much. And, you know, I would imagine he could probably drive it pretty good. It seems like he makes that play down into the corner a lot of times when Connor is below the net. And I know he's trying to get the puck down to bring it into the slot or whatever. But um, I just feel like that guy should shoot the puck more. Maybe you could uh, share. Well, I... I...
2: That's not really his game. I don't think he's ever been known as an offensive defenseman. I think he makes safe, smart plays. Uh, Usually when you see him put the puck on net, it's usually with a wrist shot. I don't know if I've seen him take a slap shot. Uh, he When he does take the wrist shot, he's pretty good at getting it through.
1: And you can tell he's looking for a deflection. Yep. He's, yeah, he's, yes. he's not looking at the net. He's who's Who can tip this well, all the way? Well, Bouchard
2: can score from the point. I don't think Vinny dearnay can, and he understands that. But when you're a defensive defenseman, especially the third-pairing guy, you're making sure all plays are smart. So if there's a 50% chance that your puck might get blocked going to the net, you're making the safer play and put it in the point. I think uh, Vinny D'Arnais is playing well. I think he's exceeded everybody's expectations, and the reason why is because he keeps it simple.
1: He uh, got an assist tonight. Actually, had the second assist on the spinorama goal. <laughs> uh, well, he made that play. Plus two, played 17-48, uh, one shot on goal, a couple attempts blocked, had three hits and two blocked shots. Uh, yeah, I, with him... Less is more. Less is more... Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I know he's a big man, but I, uh, I guess size doesn't always equate to a big big shot either. No, well, I just
2: go to so. a golf course and see the guys who hit that's the ball good, the furthest. It's usually the small, small gangly guys. Uh, uh, Vinny de Arnais, I mean, he knows what he's good at, and he knows what, uh, what he needs to work on. He, stays, he plays to his strengths, so uh, I don't know if he can shoot the puck with a big bomb or not because I've never seen it, but I think Vinny's doing fine right now.
1: Yeah, and I, to be fair, I do think his puck skills have improved. Yep, 100%. I, mean, I don't think he's become an excellent puck handler or anything like that, but I, I think they have improved. I,
2: I don't think he's an, it's a hindrance now. I, when, he's, when he has the puck on his stick, there, there's no fear. You, he, he's going to make a smart play. He makes nice outlet passes. He doesn't put himself in a position that he's going to put the team into uh, a problem area. I, he's doing everything he's supposed to be doing and more.
1: Oilers win 8-4 as we update the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit advantagetrailerrentals.com. Vancouver wins 4-2 in Chicago. The Leafs, Morgan Riley suspended for five games. They beat the Blues 4-1. Montreal over Anaheim, 5-zip tonight. How about this one? Buffalo 7, LA nothing.
2: With the same goaltender that absolutely stood on his head against the Oilers the other night, Uh, the LA Kings. I guess that coach's bump... The new coach bump only lasted one game.
1: Lightning beat the Bruins 3-2 in overtime. Senators outscore the Blue Jackets 6-3. Avalanche get a 6-3 win against the Caps. Dallas knocks off the Hurricanes 4-2. Devils beat the Predators 4-2. And Seattle wins in a shootout 2-1 against the New York Islanders. In the American Hockey League, Bakersfield wins 2-1 over Colorado. Colorado. And I'm just looking for the goalie stats, Rob. Let me just double check. Him
2: One of the goaltenders played well for them tonight, obviously. Which is you know Brad minutes. Hunt's
1: playing for the Colorado Eagles. Oh,
2: I did not know that. Well, that's I guess that's Colorado's farm team, I believe, and we have seen him with Colorado this year. So,
1: uh, Rodriguez, 32 saves on 33. Oh, good shots. for him. Yeah, so good, having uh, a very nice season. Well, we should mention as well, uh, Billy Huso returned. Oh, I didn't write down the date. It was about a week before Christmas last time he Oh, well,
2: I thought you were about to say return to the game. I'm like, oh, I missed that. <laughs> oh, he's,
1: no, he's just up here. No, he, yeah, so he plays, well, he plays 11-12, Dreisaitl scores, and it was one of those plays, so Perry was in front of the net. It's taking a little bit longer than usual to drop the puck, and I'm thinking, oh, Challenge And then the yep. goalie's at the bench, and often you think, okay, strap, equipment, something like that. And it's, oh, man, he's going off. So that's, I feel for the guy. You come back, and then you're out of the game right I do, away.
2: too. And actually, I, I, I thought maybe it was earlier on a save than he made on Nugent Hopkins. But when they showed a replay of Leon's goal, him trying to stretch out, going back the other way as the puck's coming in, I think he just yanked something. It, yeah, it is too bad. Uh, he was signed to be the goaltender in Detroit, and injuries have derailed that.
1: All right, Oilers win at 8-4. McDavid had six assists. Cody Cece, after going 126 games without a goal, scored tonight. You'll hear from him when we bring you back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Live, Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland
1: Ford Overtime
0: Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 chance. To the blue line, to Nurse, across the line
1: to CC. he'll shoot,
0: scores! Nugent Hopkins in front of the net with the redirection.
1: It's 2-0 Oilers. Well, it turns out that hit a Detroit player, not Nugent Hopkins, who would score a couple later in the game. CeCe gets that goal, his first of the season, his first one since the second game of last season, October 15th, 2022. Oilers beat Detroit 8-4. Here's CeCe.
8: How, how nice <laughs> is it to get a goal yeah, it was nice. Obviously, it kind of felt like my first one again. It was that long, but yeah, it's it's nice whenever you can help out. It's not a huge part of my game, but whenever I can chip in offensively, it's nice for the Con- team. Connor had to steal a little bit of your thunder with a six-apple game. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I mean, he won us the game. Uh, he played unbelievable. I think he was a little mad that he got shot out last game, and it showed tonight. He came out with some fire, and Played unbelievable. I mean, never seen that before. Did you know that it was yours right away, or when Ryan sort of pointed out you was at the indicator? Or? Yeah, I wasn't sure. I mean, there was a couple of guys in front, so uh, I kind of went, went and asked him. He's like, I didn't feel it, so yeah, I think it ended up being mine. But uh, yeah, I think everyone's been uh, been great. Um, with me ar- around uh, that situation, I mean it took a while to score it, so no one really made made fun of me or anything. They were just always there to pick me up, and I think they were happy to see them going on cody this uh, the second period obviously wasn 't great you had a good first period, but pretty sloppy in the second. What was said because the third period was completely different. What happened in the intermission uh, yeah, I thought we were kind of up and down in the whole first two periods it wasn't uh, wasn 't our best, and we kind of' that 's all, that's all what we said in the, in the In the room between the second and third and then we came out and played a lot better and just a little more simple a little more direct uh guys were reloading and we weren't as careless with our pinches so i think we just cleaned it up a lot and uh it showed in the third
1: Alright, that's Cody Ceci. Six assists for Connor McDavid. First time he's done that in his career as the Oilers beat the Red Wings 8-4 to go to 31-17 and 1 on the season. Now they're back on the road. Our next broadcast presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers is Thursday. The Oilers are at St. Louis 4-30 face show. The game will start at 6. Get more on this one on globalnews.ca, 630 ched.com. Thanks to Brendan Escott for his help with the post-game work this evening. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, and thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer back at 630 Jet. We've been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers take it 8-4.